Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. You know, each morning people go off to work. Some of them manage their own businesses and whether it's selling groceries or clothing, they begin the daily process of stocking their shelves with goods. They'll mark up items from their original purchase price so that they can make a profit. They might uh, double their investment or make 10 to 20 times what they originally paid for the item. But can you imagine receiving 100 times above your original investment? That sounds amazing, doesn't it? I'm sure many people on Wall Street would be shocked to find something like that. But many people don't really know that this is exactly what the Lord Jesus promises us, us in the scriptures. He wants to grant us an incredible return. But what we must first do is invest our faith completely in him. We must be capable of forsaking the things of this world in order to show our complete commitment and devotion to him. It's a test of your trust and your love for him rather than a love for the things of this world. Anyone who desires to be a disciple of Christ must be able to do this. And if you can walk away from the things of this world, God can bring it all right back to you. Not only that, but with a huge increase, he will grant you 100-fold and eternal life. Matthew 19, 29 says, And everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. The decision to walk away from everything is something that many people who profess to be Christian would never be capable of doing today. This is because they're too attached to relatives, earthly friends or a house possessions, or a decent job. And in this frame of mind, their heart becomes divided. It's not fully devoted in a perfect love for God. They don't want to let go of the world completely, but they still want to maintain their Christianity. It is nothing for God to give us riches and glory and honor while we are still here on this earth. We must first prove that our heart belongs completely to him, rather than focusing on the things of this world. Matthew 6, verse 24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Let's use Solomon today as an example. You know, he was seeking God with all of his heart, and he asked God for wisdom. This pleased the Lord so much that he rewarded him many times over, even with temporal things of this world. Second Chronicles chapter 1, beginning at verse 11, it says, And God said to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast asked long life but has asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there any after thee have the like. Solomon was very wealthy, wasn't he? But it wasn't because he loved riches. The Lord had given it to him, rewarding him for his seeking heart. God has to be our greatest love. And when we trust him, he can provide us with everything that we desire. The next passage that we're going to read here is an example of somebody 
whose love for their earthly possessions was greater than their love for Christ. God created the sun and the moon and the stars, the entire universe. What is it for him to take care of us and provide for our needs? Instead of fully trusting in God, this man's trust was placed in his wealth. Look at Mark 10. You read along with me. Verse 17 says, And uh, when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these things have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing that thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about, and saith unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again, and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? And Jesus, looking uh, upon them, saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all, and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold. Now in this time, houses, and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last first. In order to obtain eternal life, you must, I'm saying this again, you must be capable of walking away from everything. Because if anything has a stronger attachment in your life than Christ, you become unworthy of him. Some people weren't capable of following Jesus because they wouldn't forsake earthly concerns. Luke 9, right at verse 59 says, And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee. But let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Remember that when Jesus called out to Peter, he immediately left his nets and walked away from his job. Moses turned away from everything that Egypt could offer him dropping everything and following the Lord. Today, there are many people who just simply cannot do this because they've spent many years pouring money into their homes. They've spent decades positioning themselves in the high levels at, the, at their workplace. And what they do is they trust more in their 401k and their retirement plans in Christ. Our love for God has to be greater than anything or anyone in this world. Jesus provides us with something that no other relationship can ever give us, eternal life. 
Love for God is the first commandment and must surpass any other relationship in this world. In order to obtain salvation, we must follow him. (laughs) We do not follow a wife. We do not follow a child. We follow Christ Jesus. Luke 18, 29. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting. You know, God can very easily give back what you give to him or give up for him. You know, one quick story before I go. One time, um, I might lose my reward for telling you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because it's one of the true stories of others that I have. One time I gave $40 in a church offering, and it was everything that I had. I It was everything we had at the time, and my wife can bear witness to that fact. I had a full tank of gas, and uh, I managed to get down to southern Minnesota to visit relatives for the weekend, but I had no idea how we were going to get back home. Well, my wife and I went into a dollar store, and she told me that while she was there, she found a little treasure chest. And when she looked inside of it, you know, through the slot, it, there was a dollar bill inside or something to that effect, and they only wanted a dollar for it. So I went up to the register and paid with some loose change that I had found in my car. Well, when we opened it up, there was $40 inside of that chest. So don't ever tell me that God cannot provide because I'm a witness to the numerous provisions that God has given me ever since I became a believer. I've always wondered why people don't desire to take advantage of this promise. It's like putting in $10 and getting $1,000 back. But when it comes down to it, it's because they love this world more. Trust me, God can provide. You just need to make the right investment. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We are not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you could find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.